Hey, murder lovers, this is Fatina, and you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Hey, murder lovers, so today I have two very special guests in the room with me today. Kara and Cece. They are here, they're starting their journey on the podcast world. And they are here to do a little cross promo, but also here today to talk spooky with us. So, Kara is my wife. Cece is cousin. So, their new podcast is Buzzin' Cousins. Yeah. (laughs) So, really cool name. Be on the lookout for that podcast. I'm sure I'll mention it again because Kara's my wife. So, (laughs) yeah, marriage. (laughs) Marriage. Um, so before I continue, I can't tell you how much I loved, I love seeing the pictures of the masks coming in. I absolutely love those. So keep an eye out. We're going to do another giveaway soon. Like I said, it's um, October 31st and we did do that on purpose is our anniversary. And this year is our one year anniversary as a podcast. So we can't thank you enough for all the support that you've given us throughout the year. So today we are going to continue the spooky trend because it is spooky season and Cece was going to give me a spooky story that she encountered firsthand, but I said, nope, let's get this on recording. I want to make it authentic and also I want to be scared because it sounds really scary. So I know I think a little bit of the beginning, but I think you're going to give us the full story. So I'm really excited to hear the the spooky story you've got. (laughs) All right. So this story is involving first what some people would call a demon possession. Oh, shit. Um, And ending in an exorcism. I know. Oh, okay. Normal Thursday night. Yeah. Well, Thursday night fun here. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, an exorcism is the religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons or other spiritual entities from a person or an area that is believed to be possessed. Um, Depending on the spiritual beliefs of the exorcist, this may be done by causing the entity to swear an oath, performing an elaborate ritual, or simply by commanding it to depart in the name of a higher power. Okay. So not only can someone be exercised, but something can be exercised, like a place, right? Yes, Like exactly. a house. Like yeah, big so own demons. Any area that a spirit or demon could be is a place that could be exercised. Mm. <laughs> exercised. So requested and performed exorcisms began to decline in the United States by the 18th century um, and occurred rarely until the later half of the 20th century when the public saw a sharp rise due to the media attention um, the exorcisms were getting. So there was a 50% increase in the number of exorcisms performed between the early 1960s and the mid-1970s. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge increase. Part of me wonders if it could have been an increase just because of the rampant drug use. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because, I mean, like, like acid the, mm-hmm. or um, mushrooms or any PCP, hallucinogenic. Is that a thing? Is that Ooh, a hallucin- DMT? I don't. PCP makes you like super strength, I think. Oh. 
So it could be. Yeah, yeah, because you would think that it would be like a demon overtaking the person, giving Mm -hmm. them the strength. Um, So I'll take you back to about, it was probably take you back about 17 years. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, Back to this very small rural town that I am from. In this town, there is a lot of religious beliefs, and I was a part of a very intense evangelical group um, of Christianity. We did a lot of outreaches and ministries, a lot of things to try and better people's lives through the Word of God. Sure. Now, though this story does have some of those elements— I don't follow those beliefs, so my story is not influenced by any religious beliefs because I, I don't really have any personal religious beliefs anymore. Okay. But at the time, you were I living did. in it. Yep, right. exactly. You I was were living in it. I yeah. was 15 years old, <laughs> a wee child. The right age. <laughs> <laughs> so the church that I went to was doing a mission trip to Tijuana, Mexico to help work at a church there, do some cleaning projects. We painted a school and and did outreach there. And we had created a team of people that went, which was normally like leadership in our church, and then, you know, a bunch of youth as well that were all high school age. There was one boy who went with us who was newer to our church, and he was very off. Okay. Like, had just kind of a dark look in his eyes just yeah. kind of you could just sense evil seeming yeah yeah he was very much a loner which is why he'd even kind of got brought into our group because he was always alone at school so we had kind of reached out to him and invited him to church and invited him into our group okay so he had left for a couple of months we hadn't seen him around school or at church and That's his weird. yeah it was it was it was odd because he was very involved after a couple of months had gone by, we received a phone call from his parents saying that they were throwing him a welcome back party and oh. they wanted us to come. And we're like, okay. And come to find out he was coming back from juvie oh. Um, oh. for planning to kill his parents. Oh. And they were throwing him a welcome back party? Yeah. Okay. So he wouldn't want to kill them anymore. Right. Yeah. Look, so, we're doing it better. <laughs> we do love you. So me and I got like one of my good girlfriends and a couple of guys to go. I was like, come on, guys, we need to go. We were the only people who showed up. Oh, it was very sad. That was nice of you. Um, Shortly after he came back, we started planning for our summer mission trip to Mexico. And he decided he was going to come with us. So we found it a little odd because he had, you know, only really been going to church with us for about a year. And most of the people that went on these mission trips had been involved for a long time. You know, sure. Like I said, it was more like leadership and, you it's know. Kind of a spur of a moment type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, you also had to raise all the money for it mm-hmm. and get sponsors and all that. Um, but our church was like, well, we'll end up, we'll sponsor him. Like, this will be great for him. And oh. it just... You know, it seemed a little bit weird, but they're like, no, like our whole point is to save people and stuff. Exactly. So, so he came with us. We had had a few odd things happen before the trip. Like in preparation, we did a lot of like Bible studies and different things. You know, got really like in depth. 
and this church did believe in like speaking in tongues and different things like that. So there was a lot of like spiritual activity going on. There had been a few instances where he had acted kind of strange during these times, you know, just like different outbursts and, and different things. But he still came along with us on the trip. I was in leadership, so we had had some like kind of like leadership conversations about him. Like, let's keep an eye on him. Let's make sure that, you know, he gets any support that he needs. And, you know, because yeah. most of us are, are there for outreach, but he was part of our outreach. So, you know, there Got was it. just kind of like a little bit more attention there. So we had been um, in Mexico for probably about three or four days at this point. Um, okay, and in, so getting there was fine. Yeah, everything. Okay. Yeah, we hadn't. He hadn't had any weird outbursts. Nothing had happened. Like those few days that we had been there and stuff, everything was going good. So we were doing like an evening service. So there's a lot of songs and mm-hmm. praying and different things during this evening service. One of the girls who was in leadership, um, she had already graduated from high school, but. She still came, and during the, like, singing and praying, she walks up to him because he was just standing there, like, not moving. Uh Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit odd just if you think about the fact that everybody else there is singing singing and and dancing and like, I mean, people are doing full on dancing. There's like a dance team at this church, even up in the front dancing and like people are. It's a lively occasion. Yeah, people. It's so fancy. He's just standing there, just like stoic, not talking, not singing, not moving, just like staring. Like a trance. Mm Mm-hmm. Emma decides to walk up to him and pray for him. So she, like, puts her hands, like, on his back, like, basically where, like, his shoulder blades would be. Uh And she, like, kind of puts her head towards him, and she's just, like, standing there praying for him for a while. And, like, a couple people are kind of paying attention because after a little while it starts to get louder, and she's, like, kind of being loud and kind of, like, yelling a little bit. But, like, so people kind of, like stop and are you know just looking observing what exactly is going on you know i think i mean my first thought was like oh she's just like overcome by the holy spirit and praying for him in tongues sure you know because she wasn't really saying any like actual words it was more just like noises oh and all of a sudden he goes from not moving at all for a good 20 minutes and just that's a long time just bolts out the door oh shit (laughs) And so we're all like, what? And then all of a sudden, Emma just falls. (gasps) I mean, just boom. She's like in a puddle. And everybody's kind of like, what? Because like at this point, it's like two big like swinging doors that are just like open out into the dark. And we're like, what? So like the music kind of like stops and like. In Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) The pastor of the church we're at, he just like stops singing. And everybody just kind of, like, stops for a second. And we're like, okay, where did he go? And, like, a couple people go outside, go out after him and shut the doors. And we're like, okay. And they, like, kind of start singing again. And, like, Emma's still just in a pile on the ground. And so a couple leadership people go over to her. And she starts screaming. (gasps) Like, nothing you've ever heard. Not her voice. Oh. Not... Like, was not it like her a at deep all. Voice? It was just like, 
not a human sound. It was just like oh. a horrible, like a screech. Blood curdling. Like you would think of like, I don't know if you've ever heard a peacock get killed by a coyote. <laughs> I don't exactly know if you've ever seen a unicorn <laughs> prancing atop an otter, but here we are. Okay. <laughs> Out in the country, like where, where, where I grew up, there were peacocks. They like almost scream like a help. Yeah. 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 And coyotes, when they kill something, they go wild like crazy so it was just like somebody yelling for help because that's what peacocks sound like but so anyways she's just starts screaming and like nonsensical yeah stuff. just just noise and everybody's oh. like what in the world and she doesn't get up really but like her arms come out from her pile like claws and she starts to crawl no and she's at the front of the church Oh. And he ran out the back. So, like, she's up in front. That's why, like, everything stopped when he booked it, you know? I was picturing this, like, he was standing behind everyone. No, like, he was up in the very front. There was not pews at this church. It was just open floor. There were, like, seats around the outside, but it was just, like, an open dirt floor, basically. Got it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, like, ran through everybody and out the back doors, and she's up in front. So she's crawling on the dirt, Mm -hmm. on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Like on her side, kind of at first. The two guys that had gone up to her were pastors at our church. They try and like grab her and she starts screaming in like different voices. I'm like, like, horrifying. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) Sorry. That's fine. (laughs) That was funny though. (laughs) Like, what is wrong? I might keep that in. <laughs> Sounds like, like Klingons. <laughs> oh, Taz, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if Taz and a Klingon had a baby, that would be its <laughs> And she is crawling to the door. Towards where, the back door? Where he ran out. Oh, no. Like, she's going after him out the back. So she's, like, crawling through everybody who's standing there, like, trying to just keep singing and everything's okay. Oh and, like, no. nothing's happening here. And the guys are on the ground trying to hold on to her. And she's thrashing to get them off and still crawling. Like, dragging two dudes. Yeah. Two more guys come. Oh, gosh. They're screaming and praying and yelling for help and for, like, the Holy Spirit and trying to speak to her. They're saying her name, and she just keeps going off in all these different voices. It was nothing like you've ever heard. It was like she was making screeching sounds at the same time as growling sounds. And, like, there is one guy holding her right hand, one guy holding her left hand, two guys, like, one on each leg trying to hold her down because she's still crawling towards the door. No way. And she is dragging them, all four men. I mean, like, they are laying on the ground. Oh, my God. And she's just crawling and dragging them. And so people start to kind of freak out at this moment. You know. Like, there's people... 
as long as young as like six, seven years old in there <gasps> that are like part of this church. Baby. Because it's just a worship night. Yeah, it's just a church night. Yeah. She is dragging them towards the door and the young kids in the building are starting to cry and parents are kind of grabbing them and ushering them out the door on the opposite end, you know, not the big Sounds like like pandemonium. Yeah, it was it was something else. Yeah, like just panic. We're just kind of like standing on this side, you know, and we're all like kind of like talking and like this is our friend. Like this is someone that we've known forever. Oh, and wow. plus we don't know where he is still, but she's like trying to get to him. Yeah. Right? The rest of the guys in our group go and just like barricade the door and she's still just like thrashing oh, wow. and like These are some brave people. I'm sorry. I don't know that I would do that. They had the Holy Spirit in them. I mean, something. And I mean, she's probably weighed like 130 pounds. Like, she's a small girl. Bye. Small girl. I would let her go. After probably about 20 minutes, once they kind of get her corralled, like, there's no way she's leaving. And she realizes, and she's just still freaking out, but kind of starting to, like, respond. Come back to. Kind of talk and, like, what's going on. Like, she... Didn't seem to know what was happening or where she was for a while. And we're with her for a while, kind of get her calmed down and whatnot. And then everybody's still like, where did he go? Right. Like, where is he? And they end up taking her into, like, the house because right next to the church was the family's house. So they took her into the house because that's where all of us girls were staying and the guys were sleeping in the church. And we walk outside And I don't know if you've ever been to Mexico or Tijuana, but a lot of the houses are built, like, on hills going up. Sure. The church and the house was, like, a total of, like, six different stories. You know, you had to walk upstairs from, like, the lower area where the bathroom was. And then that's where the church is. You walk up more stairs, and that's where the houses are. So all the roofs are just kind of, like, uneven and whatnot. So we walk out there. And you can just see a figure of somebody sitting on top of a roof. No. Like, probably what in the U.S. would be equivalent of, like, a block away. There's multiple roofs between us and that. Like, how did he even get there? And he's just, like, perched. Oh, shit. Yep, just sitting up there. And we're all like, what? What's going on? Like, we didn't know where the guys were that had left to go find him because they still weren't back yet. Okay. So then people are, like, starting to panic because now we have him, like, you know, we're in charge of all of these people. Sure, he's someone's in, Mexico. in charge of a kid. He's a minor, yeah. Yeah, and he's just, like, up on this roof and a couple guys are missing and she's still kind of, like, freaking out but starting to fall asleep. It was almost like she'd been, like, sedated kind of. Sure. Like, she was just, like, worn out. Tired, yeah. Yeah, and she, like, goes to sleep. The guys eventually end up finding him and getting him to come down from the roof, About, but it took about an hour and a half. It's a long time. And they made us all go inside, and, you know, like, we all had to stop watching the show type of yep. thing, you know? Yep. They're like, nope, the show's over. Like, we've got this taken care of. You girls, everybody needs to go to bed. You know, this is just what happens type oh, of thing. Fuck oh, no. No. Right? No, so, it's not. The rest of the trip there, we were there for a total of 10 days. So we had multiple days after that. And there was nothing again like this happened, you know, like he was like, oh, I don't really know what happened. She didn't really know what happened. They're both just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like he was like, yeah, I remember being in the church and like 
singing songs and stuff. But then I don't really remember anything till the next morning. And oh, she fuck. didn't really have any recollection of even going up to pray for him or anything. Oh, wow. Over the next few days, it was definitely talked about, you know. Of course. But we all leave Mexico. We travel like the two days back home. And when we get back home and all of our parents get there to pick us up, they have all of our parents come in and they explain to them, you know, oh. like what happened. Like, Jeez. you know, your kids may be somewhat traumatized. traumatized. Um this is what happened. Like, also, you know, it was one of their leaders who this had happened to. And so, you know, they were just kind of trying to, it almost seemed like they were just kind of trying to sweep it under the rug. And like, you know, we always have to debrief when we come back from these things. But like, this is what happened. And fast forward about six months and she leaves town. So she leaves the country um, to go do mission work. Goes and meets up with another group um, out there. And she is gone for almost two years. Oh, wow. During that time, I actually moved in with her parents. I stayed in her brother's room, not her room. (laughs) Good. Just in case. (laughs) Just to be safe. So, you know, like we were were close, but we never really talked about what had happened and she was a few years older than me and I only lived with her parents for probably about three or four months and a little while after that she came back and at that point my parents were very high up in our church and they had started what they were calling a deliverance team oh wonderful a deliverance team is the people who go and exercise those demons oh my gosh they're the ones that will you know ask the demon to leave you know do the ritual whatever Say the name it is find so that like the a team of exorcism exactly you know and they said that they had declined a lot in the 20th century but we did live in a very rural town that was a good century behind yeah, so. <laughs> um i'll give you a little background on Christianity's viewpoint of demon possession and exorcism and um, what my parents were doing, their deliverance team, they would honestly just get phone calls, like, on our home phone. Really? Hey, we have this person who we think is demon-possessed. There was one time where it was a guy who had been addicted to meth for a while. Uh And so his parents called to have my parents come and deliver deliver him. him. Yeah. And they had a team of people. It wasn't just my mom and dad. They had like five other people who were gifted. They are what we would call (laughs) demon personal trainers. They exercise (laughs) those demons. They change the shape of the demons so then people don't recognize it's a demon. Oh, my God. They're like, who's that sexy motherfucker? (laughs) He's way out of my league. Bitch, that's Craig, my demon. (laughs) Name him the demon. (laughs) So, in Christianity, exorcism is the practice of casting out or getting rid of demons. In Christian practice, the person performing the exorcism, known as the exorcist or the demon personal trainer, (laughs) 
is often a member of the Christian church or an individual thought to be graced with special powers or skills. If you've ever met my mom, you know Which I have. she has all these special powers and skills. Okay. So it's an individual thought to be graced with special powers or skills. The exorcist may use prayers and religious materials, such as set formulas, gestures, symbols, icons, amulets, etc. The exorcist often invokes God, Jesus, or several different angels and archangels to intervene with the exorcism. Protestant Christian exorcists most commonly believe the authority given to them by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity, is the source of their ability to cast out demons. That's definitely what my mom believed, and my dad, and the people that they had in their group were people who were given special powers. This group Um, of personal trainers. Yeah. They were the best in the West. Simply the best. Best. (laughs) Better than all the rest. Demon exercises. (laughs) In general, people considered to be possessed are not regarded as evil in themselves, nor wholly responsible for the actions. That's definitely what everybody thought about Emma. You know, she had always gone to church. She was just trying to, like, help him out, you know. And in her praying over him in the way that she did, she basically gave him the freedom to get rid of his demons. Mm. But demons in Christianity believe when they leave one thing, they have to enter another. Sure. Um, so there's even stories in the Bible of demons being cast out of people, and then they sent the demons into like a herd of pigs, and the pigs went and drowned themselves because oh. they were possessed with the demons because that's where they forced the demons to go. So they definitely, everybody felt like that about her. Because possession is considered to be unwilling manipulation by a demon resulting in harm to self or others. So therefore, practitioners regard exorcism. That was the demon. (laughs) Exorcism as more of a cure than a punishment. Um, The mainstream rituals usually take this into account, making sure that there is no violence to the possessed and only that they be tied down if there's potential for violence. Oh, okay. So So um, last resort type of thing to be mm -hmm. tied down. Okay. Exactly. So my parents, um, they would do their exorcisms their deliverance to people, usually um, either at the person's house or at the church. Um, For this one, since she was so involved with the church and her family, and, you know, this was something she had requested herself, that the deliverance team pray for her and try to help her. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, after she had, and this was very shortly after she had gotten back, you know, she'd been out of the country for a while, left just a few months after we had gotten back from Mexico and she had gotten very, very sick, Hmm. like had to be hospitalized. And that's why she ended up coming back. Oh, okay. While Um, she was out of the country. While she was out of the country, just like in excruciating pain, vomiting, just not doing well. Um, So she was hoping that, you know, maybe if, 
maybe the demons were still like in her some, you know, Mm -hmm. or something. So she was having all these like physical things. And so she asked them to deliver her and the pastors ended up being there. It often was just like my parents and their like team of like three or four. They usually wouldn't bring their entire team. It would like, if it was a woman, they'd bring like all their, more of their females, you know, just to, you know, try and make people more comfortable or whatever. Um, but her parents were there. The pastors were there. It was like a kind of a big thing. And she ended up basically along the same lines of what had happened in Mexico. Oh, really? During this. Like screaming in different voices. Didn't Different like, languages is one thing, but different voices? That is so yeah, weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like okay. just like deep like. Guttural things. And mm-hmm. Just- just like, and it was like primal, not animalistic. Exactly. Like it wasn't, she wasn't saying words. She wasn't like speaking in different languages. Cause a lot of the times that'll happen and they'll be like speaking, you know, like older languages, you know, sure. like they usually aren't speaking English. They're usually yelling. And sometimes there's like, a, there is a story of somebody like yelling multiple different voices with a name for each voice. Oh, wow. But she was just like, same type of thing, like in a ball and then just like thrashing and screeching. And she ended up vomiting a ton, oh like all over. They were trying to like hold a garbage bag for her and she would just like throw it and was just like puking and puking. And like, this it, is legit like the exorcist. Yeah. Right. Like true Reagan. exorcist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All over in the preschool room. Oh no. Like it was in the church. Yeah. It was. Preschool yeah. Room. Mm-hmm. That's I had to carpet gross. clean. Like, I mean, it was it was intense. And she has never gotten better. Oh, really? Like, she doesn't, from what I know, she doesn't still have, like, the same, like, she doesn't have outburst-type crazy mm-hmm. possession-type things. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's ended up having to have multiple surgeries. Really? She's been diagnosed with, like, different autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And some people think that, you know, maybe her being sick and all of this was an actual, like, something. She actually had something physically wrong with her, like and that's what was causing her. her sick. That's what was causing right. these things. Um, you know, there's a lot of different explanations you can sure. give for them besides sure. spiritual. But, like, being there and seeing that like it's kind of undeniable like but this was like just out of this world you know like the whole experience the whole thing her continuously still having issues and i mean i'll never forget that night like watching it happen that's and you were 15 Mm -hmm. watching a 130-pound girl drag four grown men across a dirt ground? Yeah. no. Like, I, seeing him sitting up in the sky, the basically, like, at, on, on a roof. roof, like, perched up there. That's like, scary. It was, like, it was out of this world. It's it wasn't undeniable. something of... You saw something. It yeah. like a good, like... Spook. Yeah, spooky movie, like scary. Terrifying. And whether or not she is possessed by demons, like, yeah, there's scientific things that can explain it, but maybe those things are caused by... 
Yeah, oh, I mean, a, stuff, a lot yeah. of people mm-hmm. think that, you know, demons can attack certain parts of the body and that's how mm-hmm. illnesses come up. That's demons getting into your body and, you know. Hurting you. Yeah. Demons are shitty. I get okay. goosebumps, like, yeah. I mean, thinking I about goosebumps. it. My voice yeah. was getting shaky there for a minute. <laughs> and a guy, like, I haven't seen him in years. The last time I saw him, he was working at a gas station there in town. And, like, I said hi to him and his name and everything, and he just, like, looked at me like he didn't remember me. And this wasn't that long after. Mm. And then I heard he'd gotten in more trouble with the law and... Because he already had stuff on his record, yeah. like he ended up going away. I don't remember what exactly it was that he ended up going away for, but I know he ended up going to jail again, like shortly after that, and he's just kind of like disappeared. That is so crazy. That is crazy. Are his, are his parents still alive? I mean, maybe. I, I mean, don't know. Gotta search murders in my hometown. Yes. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I don't think there was anything else. There's a bunch of different, like, what different... Well, you have also that story of your dreams. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. You want me to talk about... Yeah. What is what is it called? Lucid? Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Yeah, that's what right. I was looking for. Not paralysis. lucid dreaming. So, after hearing Fatina's episode regarding sleep paralysis... Um, it reminded me of a couple of different times that I had experienced it, and I had told her that she could share. Don't worry, the demon's this gone. Is not nice. right now. Nice. Big gone. It's, it's just a ghost. It's just a big ghost. So I had wanted to share those stories. So I had told Fatina that she could share them on here, and she was like, "You should just tell us. Yeah, just tell us. What do you tell us your other story?" So back when I was probably about 11, we moved into this house that was out in the middle of nowhere, and it had been in like a party drug house beforehand. Mm, Um, So it had just some weird vibes in it. A pregnant lady had passed away in that house, um, and there was just a lot of like dark energy there. Yeah. There was some really weird things that happened at that house, and... When we had been there for probably about a year or so, my mom, um, the same deliverance lady, had invited a bunch of her. She always moves into creepy haunted houses. So my mom had had a group of her friends over to our house and they like, she was very into the ritual aspect of it all. And so she had like placed rock in this specific corner and like blessed the rock she blessed our house they did like oil around the house and did all of these things to like get rid of the evil spirits and she would take big pieces of paper and write different names of god and hang them all over our house so we had this one big banner that was i mean it was probably like 10 feet long but it was only, you know, like a foot wide. And it said Jehovah Makadashkam. Because that's one of the names of God. Like okay. she was just very in into that. But it did not help. If anything, it like brought more spirits into the house is oh, what it really? felt like. Yeah. 
feelings didn't get better. I was going to say, mm-hmm. how did you guys, did you guys feel like it was haunted? Was stuff moving? Lights? Like, what was happening? Yeah, there was, um, there was one time when we went in and, like, our plants had been moved. Okay. So, like, the plants. Don't touch my plants. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's weird. Like, that's definitely not yeah. harmful, but very strange. Okay. Um, there were times, some of it was just probably because it had been a drug house before. Oh, sure, sure. You know, like, there was people showing up in the middle of the night knocking on windows, and then they'd oh. just disappear. Oh, okay. God. Okay. Um, there was, like, somebody had climbed in the window when we were painting it all and, like, spit chew all over the wall of, like, the freshly painted room. Oh, okay. And there were some syringes in there and a piece of bologna in the CD player. In the CD player. <laughs> um, That's funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ruined the CD player. <laughs> Another time somebody called and they just kept saying, did you look yet? And we were like, what? what? I'm sorry, what was that? Did you, did look, you yet? look yet? What was this? Someone they kept calling. Called. Someone called our house. Oh fuck no! And we'd answer the phone, and they'd just say, "Did you look yet?" And hang up. Well, sometimes they'd keep saying. My <gasps> mom would. My mom like. I think it was like the second or third time because they'd call and would be like, "What?" And then it would go dead. And then they'd call back and then go dead. And granted, our closest neighbor is a mile away. Oh like, my god! We are in the middle They're of isolated. nowhere. Yeah. Very okay. isolated. And. My mom was like, what do you mean? And they, they're like, did you look yet? And she's like, what are you talking about? They're like, did you look yet? And she's like, is this Chad? Oh like thinking God. it was like one of our weird friends, like trying to play a prank. And they just like yelled and hung up. What? And like somebody broke into our freezer. But like nothing, where, nobody got harmed. It was just like weird things and obviously you're not gonna just be out on this farm in the middle of nowhere you know so there was weird things but nothing any like harmful one time there was a a coat that had smiley faces all over it like cut into it oh and all of the smiley faces fit the face of my sister's troll my mom had already made us burn all of our trolls in our burn barrel and she let my sister keep this one ballerina troll but after that had happened to my sister's friend's coat one night, my mom, we were like, look, the the troll's face fits perfectly in all of these smiley faces. Oh, my gosh. And so my mom made us burn the ballerina troll. Oh. <laughs> there was some really, like, weird things that had happened in the hallway. Like, we'd hear, like, scratching in the walls. And, like, the cats would go down there and just howl and howl. Could have been rats in the walls. <laughs> Probably the pregnant lady spirit that was making the cats howl because that was the room that she had passed in. Oh. There was like this weird stain in the middle of the carpet that just, no matter how many times we cleaned it, it would go away. And then all of a sudden it would just like seep up from the ground and it would start like this and it would just get bigger and bigger and oh. bigger. And, like we replaced the floorboards, the carpet, everything. And your parents were like, yeah, this is cool. Let's stay. It's fine. It's great. Yeah. Well, she was going to deliver them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was deputized to deliver <laughs> demons. What's your delivery fee? <laughs> she was fee? a triple D. <laughs> delivery fee not included. <laughs> so while we lived in this spooky house out in the middle of nowhere, I would wake up during the night and see these like black things diving down at me oh it was a chair 
<laughs> I know that was me. like kind of... I thought it was moving. Kara looked at it first. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> we're scaring her. It doesn't help that we're covered in skulls in this room. I know it doesn't. So it was like I wouldn't say like a ghost necessarily but it was just like these black things just like diving down at me just like in the darkness just coming at my face and I would not be able to move I would just like lay there like frozen like I felt like I couldn't breathe I couldn't like do anything and they just like dive and dive and dive at my face and it had happened probably like three or four times um and then one of my friends was over and didn't you say you had? No, so I kind of, I at least remember the story. I don't remember if it was me personally, but. I like, think you were there. I remember it so vividly. Like, I I don't know. I'm Maybe I did because I remember we were over at your guys' house. I think we had, we were going to go like skiing mm-hmm. or something. And so we were staying the night and just getting up really early and leaving. Yeah. I remember either having the dream or having a different dream. I think I had a weird dream of like um, the same, seeing somebody's the same face on like every single different person. Oh, that's creepy. But I remember if I didn't have the dream, yeah, I I remember you telling me about it. It happened that night. Like, because I know I had my friend Hillary was staying the night. No, I was there. Yeah. So I think we were like, me and Kara and my friend Hillary and possibly really my sister. Room. Yeah, I had the master bedroom. Yeah, it was a huge room. So yeah. like, we were all in there, no problem. Like, yeah, I had a very, very big bedroom. I think there may have been like two sets of bunk beds in it or something. But there was a few of us sleeping in there that yeah. night. And I hadn't like really told anybody about my dream. I think I would maybe talked to my mom about it at some point, you know, just because that wouldn't have been a weird conversation for us to have you know but I had never talked to I don't think I'd ever talked to you about it before or my friend Hillary and we're there and she we wake up in the morning and she was like what in the world I woke up last night and I could not move I was just like frozen and there were all these black figures just like diving down at me and I couldn't do anything. And she was like still scared. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I don't think she ever scared. stayed you the were night there again. Too? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. And then I think you had had your really creepy dream I had a of like. really weird dream. And I can remember them. I used to have night terrors. Yeah. So they get bad. Like, I had night terrors to the point where I was like literally screaming. My parents were trying to wake me up like I could hear my parents like saying, it's okay, it's okay, like, Kara, we're here. And I was just screaming for them. Like, my parents, my mom, I could hear her. She's like, it's okay, it's okay, like, we're here, we've got you. And I could feel them holding me, but I could not wake up. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was terrible. That's so terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I continued to have those dreams in that house for I think we lived there for a few more years we moved from that house when I was 16 and I've never had that dream again I've never had those like whatever it was diving down at me and being paralyzed like bat type so what did you tell your friend like did you tell her you'd had the same dream well like they went to the same church Mm -hmm. like and 
Yeah, mm. we were, I very much was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this has happened to me multiple times. And she was like, no way, no, it hasn't. What are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, like, I have woken up multiple times in this room and not been able to move and had black things, like, diving down at me. And because of our religious background, we were both just like, it's demons, like, yeah. immediately, you know? But it was terrifying. I don't think she ever stayed the night at my house again after that. Oh, I bet. Like, no thanks. And I ended up moving bedrooms shortly after that. Yeah. I'd rather be in the hall across from the den lady. For real. <laughs> it's terrifying. Jeez. It was so terrifying. And I've only ever, like, since then, I've only ever had one time where it was, like, sleep paralysis. Do we want to tell that story on here, too? Wait, what? If you want to, it's up to you. So I live alone with my kids, but I'm the only adult in my house. And so sometimes I can be a little bit more on edge. Sure. Um, but anyways, I was sleeping and I all of a sudden wake up and I live on the second floor and I look out my bedroom windows like right there by my bed and I look out at it and I just see a face like in the bottom corner of the window yeah, just like no. staring at me oh, and God. I can't make out the face like I don't recognize the person and I don't think I can even really like see their face you know because it's dark outside sure. and I just like can the tell silhouette. Yeah, and I have, like, a curtain, but my curtain is always pushed back right there because my cats like to look out the window, so it's always pushed back. And there was just a face perfectly framed in that area. And same thing, like, I couldn't make a sound. I couldn't move. I remember, like, trying to, like, roll over and, like, reach, but I, like, couldn't even, like, hit my arms or move at all, and I was just, like, frozen. Then, like, two days later, I was outside and one of my neighbors was like, so somebody was trying to climb in your bedroom window. Fuck no. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it was somebody that I had been dating for a little while, just like a couple of months. And this person was definitely a l- little over the top. And apparently they were trying to get into my house and had went and grabbed my ladder that was outside. It was just like back by like our storage units just like laying on the ground and they had put the ladder up and were trying to climb up into my bedroom window nope (laughs) the same window i had seen that face in yeah but my neighbor's dog started barking and it was the middle of the day when this happened and so my neighbor's dog started barking so my neighbor went outside and saw this person trying to climb into my window and was like if you don't get down right now i'm calling the cops but she like didn't seem to like call me or let me know sure and so i don't know if it was like a premonition me seeing that face in oh so you saw it in the two in the window and then two days days later later my neighbor told me oh so i was like i always sleep with my windows locked though yeah so i was like a that person was actually looking in my window that night watching me oh sleep. Oh, my God. And I woke up and was, like, half asleep and was, like, freaked out. Uh-huh. Or it was just a, a premonition, premonition of it. Yeah. Of, like, 
Be careful. Peekaboo, I see you. Ew. That's intense. Yeah, no thanks. I hope it's more of a... Either way. Either way, it's terrifying. Either it didn't happen and you saw it happening before it happened, or it happened, happened, and someone was watching your fucking window. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Super crazy stories. Obviously, she changed names of people, and we admitted some places because these people do exist. So we probably won't have many pictures to post along with this um, with this episode. All right. So as always, you can go to our Instagram, which is a Stranger Danger podcast. You can visit our Facebook, which is Stranger Danger colon a true crime podcast. Or you can go a step beyond and join the group, which is Stranger Danger colon murder lovers, where you'll find all the extras. You can find us on Twitter using SD true crime pod. So if you have any stories to tell or anything that you want to share with the podcast or any listener stories, please send those to the email, which is a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next time. Stay safe. Bye, murder lovers. Bye.